What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Spiritual Gangsters podcast. We have another edition of Clown World Weekly with myself, Teresa, and my wonderful co-host, The NY Patriot. What is up? What's up and good morning. Hi, good morning. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like a great, a great sunny, freezing morning in Toronto. So yeah. I'm trying to wake myself up still. Multiple coffees in hand. And yeah, this is my second one already. <laughs> For some reason, I just can't wake up this morning. Well, you will. You will yeah. for Clown World. Yes. Keeping warm with our lovely tinfoil toques that we yes. have on. Thank you so much to everyone who has bought one already. I am selling these in my Etsy shop. I partially hand make them, which I love to do handmade. If anyone doesn't know that about me, I love to do it because I think handmade is so much better <laughs> than uh, mass produced. So um, yeah, if you want to grab one, there's only, I think five left in total. There's one of the silver color and four of the dark gray that NY is wearing. So yeah, if you guys want to grab one for the tin foil person in your life <laughs> before yes. Christmas or yourself, right? Merry Christmas to yourself. Um, yeah, grab that soon because then uh, I have time to send it out and everything before Christmas. So, you, yeah. know, you know, what? another one of the great things I, I do like about this, this hat that you sell. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little bit different than other shows and podcasts out there that sell stuff. This wasn't made in China and then printed in the United States. You know, no. a lot of these companies love, oh, buy my buy my hoodies, buy my sweatshirts made in America. No, they were printed in America, and that fucking shit sweatshirt was still made in China. That's true. So, at least you might be getting Canadian made. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I think, yeah, a lot of people might not know that I had in a past life, like worked full time as like an artisan, I guess you would call it. Like I crocheted and used to make, well, I still do make toys and like baby shoes and actually used to sell it like a lot and like in stores and stuff. So it's part, a part of my two passions coming together. So yeah. And if you need baby gifts, hit me up. Oh, yeah, and my other sure. Etsy shop, Petit Remy, it's called. And I have an Instagram page for that as well. So yeah, that there's not much in the Etsy. I think just it's a thing where it's like people just ask me, and I'm like, yes, I will do it for you. I've been very lazy with the the Etsy side of it, and yeah, and yes, thank you in the chat, Lisa, who does have the hat as well. They fit and look amazing on. Thanks, yay! <laughs> awesome, <laughs> amazing. So enough about that. People are gonna get sick of hearing about yeah. it. Sorry, my dog. You can probably hear him. In the background today, I hope it's not too loud. Can you hear that? Uh, not anymore, but at the beginning. Of very little, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, having work done on the outside of the house, so it's, I don't know. If it's really bad, I'll go put him in his crate after. <laughs> he's very excited. He's, he's <laughs> bumped. Let's put it that way. Anyways, so a crazy week. 
in clown world of course um i think we were on a show last week when this one happened last friday oh we were talking with uh barb salerno bd yes, salerno yes, i think yes and someone in the chat i think might have been Corey, who uh chimes in a lot thanks Corey. he was like hey there was an explosion at the buffalo niagara falls border and we we're like what <laughs> like, yeah. like to me it was it's crazy because i live like an hour and a half from this border this is where i would cross to come into the united, united states regularly if we do like you know shopping or drive road trip or something uh so yeah i'm sure a lot of people heard about it but uh two people died on last november 22nd so last friday at approximately 11 22 a.m so we got 11 22 this occurs at 11 22 a.m they were driving a 2022 car, a Bentley Flying Spur. Spur. Yo, this shit is bugged out. Okay, so at first, everybody thought it was a terrorist thing, of course, because, yeah. I mean, that would also be my immediate assumption. Now, this is a, an example of, like, why you should wait, like, the two, three-day rule before you, like, give an opinion on something mm -hmm. because the story develops, things change, truth starts to trickle down i mean truth like take that with a grain of salt maybe but more information comes forward right so at first even uh mainstream news outlets were reporting this as terrorism or potentially mm -hmm. all the border crossings were closed like all the New republicans York were declaring this terrorism as soon as it happened yeah like fox news even oh um, ted cruz even was all over that shit yeah oh it's here so apparently it was not terrorism it was just an accident. Apparently, it was a couple from New York State, Grand Island, New York. They're both 53, a husband and wife, and they died in the explosion, and a border agent was hurt as well. Someone, thank you, baby, for that somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, it did happen um, at the Rainbow Bridge Crossing, it's called. So, Which is funny, because I had brought up that bridge crossing on a show earlier last week, too. Like, randomly in conversation. I don't remember why. Anyways, but um, apparently this model car, the Flying Spur, has a defect where, like, it'll just suddenly accelerate. Oh, wow. Out of nowhere. And apparently, like, there was a recall on these cars from 2018 to 2021, but this was a 2022 model. So... I guess, you know, should have also been recalled, but it was not. Um, but yeah, if you if you watch the video of the incident, the car literally like is launching itself. So it became like a flying spur legit. Wow. I know, right? It's just ah. Uh, and that, I, that, I mean not to get too off topic, well, not too out there, but I mean, running the word spur in Gematria, you start getting, like, again, 444 and 74, which were huge numbers when it came to covering Elon Musk when we were doing Gematria on him. Really? Yeah, and, like, it, it does, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it means anything, but spur does also translate to Jesus, Lucifer, Messiah, uh, Masonic, nuclear, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. The key, you know. Yeah, and the whole, like, 1122 repeated. A cult, even a cult, oh. or the king. The king. 
you know. Mm, so getting some wreck stuff down. going in there. About <laughs> to explode in that sky. Yeah, I don't it's know. just very weird, especially with the eleven twenty two. That's the only reason I'm even going there. Is I do find so it weird. weird. Yeah. Like, how? What are the chances of that happening? Well, there will be. You know, in occult symbolism, there will be fire if you're if you're doing magic. You know that that element will be I used. Guess. You know, so it's very weird. Apparently, they were on their way to a Kiss concert as well. Yes, that but, is what. <laughs> That was true. I apparently. remember hearing that, and I was like, oh. "I thought it was a joke." Everybody at thought first. this thing was terrorists, and it was a bunch of people going to a kiss concert. I mean, I feel horrible for these people. Obviously, a kiss of death. But Fuck. Kiss of kiss of death. Now they're over the rainbow. Mm. Yeah. And also, the uh, the term "flying spur" is related to horses because you know the spur is like the thing on the boots that you kick the horse, and it makes it go faster or whatever. So I just thought that was weird. Like, if it's a kind of apocalyptic symbolism. Well, I've said like, myself, I think ewes, you know, or I guess like horse spurs, you know, they are, uh, I do believe it's been, you know, that can be used in occult symbolism, like uh, you god from Wu-Tang or true religion. Uh, I even think like kind of the way the um, wagons are made on the old uh, Mormon uh, symbols is trying to uh, show you a you uh, as well. Something to do with magnetism. I really believe it's coming. Yeah, the horseshoe. Well, sorry, the chariot. The chariot. Niagara Falls is in what's called the Golden Horseshoe of Ontario, that region. Yeah, that'd be you're at Tiferet and you're heading up the train and. God, and it just it makes me think, and it's so weird that it happened during our conversation with BD Salerno because she was talking about you know the stars. Um, it or like influencing or mirroring events on Earth, right? Like the astrology of it, and I'm just like, is this what's happening with this incident? Even though it was it was accidental, but still, like the 11, the 22, the Gematria. Like Lisa just said, it was the JFK assassination anniversary. Like, what is it with this day? And it was a Friday too. Usually, bad shit happens on Friday. Mm. A lot. <laughs> I don't know. Weird one. See, that's oh. that's what's weird because Lucifer would fall on Friday. And I just said that spur equal Lucifer. That is really oh, yeah. weird. Right. Um, what was I going to say also? Yeah, so it just made me think of like the horses of the apocalypse, right? Being spur is a horse term. Also the mm. car, I just looked it up real quick. Um, the uh, MSRP on that car is around two hundred and eleven thousand to three hundred and seventeen thousand. Three hundred. What kind of car was this again? A Bentley. Oh. First of all, who's driving their Bentley like on a road trip? Who the hell has a car that expensive? Besides harsh reality. Who were the <laughs> fucking guys <laughs> posting on Twitter that he's got a three hundred thousand dollar car as he fucking does true crime on YouTube? Like that Apparently, tells you right there what the fuck it's all about now. Commercial crime. True crime pace. <sighs> Sorry, sorry, not sorry, but I threw a little dart right there. Okay. <laughs> I know you have a little beef with about it, so yeah, it's I just bee, think it's that's fucking your crazy. Bonnet. <laughs> Anyways, it's like yeah. yo pimping death pays. <laughs> well, you know, I fuck, but and that's an expensive car to have that kind of a defect. What the fuck? Yeah. 211,000. Yeah. You would think if you're paying 17,000. Yo, if I'm paying that much money, there shouldn't be any recalls. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
And just the again the eleven and the seventeen. Yeah. What the heck, man? This is crazy. <sighs> Those are some bugged out numbers. All right, let's move on to the next. Sounds good. This is just redonkulous. Okay. Did you know there is something called the Transgender Day of Remembrance? Because I didn't. No, neither did I until I saw it on the list for Clown World, and I was like, of course. Yeah. So, okay, I don't mean to minimize this. So, at first, I assumed because it's near Remembrance Day or, like, Veterans Day for you guys, I was like, is this to remember, like, like the three trans soldiers ever who served in the Army who've, like, died in wars? Like, I'm just, you know, I'm being facetious, obviously, but... Yeah, I'm trying to, like, remember whenever there was, like, some sort of, like, there was no, I hate to use this word, but it's not like there's been a holocaust of training people. I'm so like, I'm like, I'm like, what happened to all of them that we need to remember? It's just that's weird. what this is. I didn't, I didn't understand. At first, I thought it was, like, army related. It's not. So, the Transgender Day of Remembrance is an annual observance on November 20th that honors the memory of transgender people whose lives were lost in acts of anti-trans violence. Okay, so obviously that's not nice to, you know, be targeted in that way. I totally understand that. But, like, I never heard of this till this year when, like, you know, trans is, like, a hot topic. Thank you. <laughs> that's a Baby is killing it in the yeah, chat. Yeah, he always does when he says something. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. Jeez. Yes, but uh, yeah, I had no idea. Apparently, it started in 1999. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, you got to get six 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 in there somehow. Right, six 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 up there, of course. So apparently, transgender advocate Gwendolyn Ann Smith started it as a vigil to honor the memory of someone named Rita Hester a transgender woman who was killed in 1998. Um, and it just became an important tradition after that. I just find it weird that I never friggin' heard of it. No. Till like trans is everywhere in everything. Everything is gay. Everything is a rainbow. Like, you know, it's not just space anymore. It's everything. What was it? It's not just space anymore. That's fake and gay. It's everything. Everything. <laughs> Like that meme I sent you yeah. the other day. What if everything is fake and gay? Yeah, that's I, I was thinking that of. I want a shirt. I'll probably get beat up if I wear that, but yeah. whatever. Kids get kicked uh, out of school. Yeah, apparently the week prior to a Transgender Day of Remembrance on the 20th, the week prior is called Transgender Awareness Week oh, because we didn't have enough days and weeks already for all this awareness. It's the whole week prior is to help raise visibility for trans people and address issues the community faces. How many things does one group need? <laughs> I don't understand. Like they've got pandering. Pride. You're pandering to like a small fucking percentage. I. This is what I don't get. Like okay, yes, okay. Let's you know honor the victims of violence. I don't think anyone should be you know hurt or killed for what they are or what they believe but like hello i don't know this just seems overkill yeah yeah Un, i'm not intended sorry yeah. <laughs> it was a bad one yeah. but yeah didn't even know it existed okay you want to the next one? Oh, yes please so <laughs> this was interesting <laughs> 
We didn't talk about Israel last week. Israel, Palestine, I think. But they're back. They're back on Clown World. Obviously, a lot is happening with the war. So, you know, it's hard for us to get to all the things because I'm not CNN. You know, yeah. this is Clown World, not like the mainstream. So we talk about what whatever we want to talk yeah, about, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yoga for Israeli hostages. There was thousands of people doing yoga together with pictures of Israeli hostages on their mats as they went through a collective yoga practice together. This was held on November 18th in Tel Aviv. It was called an act of peaceful protest and community support, hoping to shed light on the plight of the captives and draw attention to their cause. And there was about 240 hostages taken. Now, where the yoga event for the Palestinians and the Gazans is, I don't know. Uh. But, uh, yeah, I just thought this was, <laughs> to me, it's it kind of funny. It's it's interesting. I mean, in a way, I do kind of get it because I used to teach yoga. I used to practice it daily. I can understand, like, wanting to come together and use your collective energy in a positive way. I get it. Uh, I just don't know if, like, I don't know. It yeah. feels it feels off to me. And not that I'm saying that this is it at all, but, uh, I mean, you will make that. Again, I mean, I'm sure it existed prior to it being used in rituals, but um, you will make that uh, that same gesture in the Gnostic Mass, in the OTO Gnostic Mass. What gesture? At some point, you will get down on the floor, and you'll you'll, you'll do, like, the whole ISIS. Like, you, I think you're representing ISIS at that moment. And oh, like a sun salutation? Yeah, you the same thing they're doing. You'd be doing that in the, in the OTO Lodge or wherever you are, Temple, Oasis. Well... Camp. That is why I don't practice yoga anymore, sir. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I just, it doesn't sit well with me anymore after I learned more about, like, the origins of it and looking at spirituality maybe in, like, a different lens. I don't feel comfortable to practice it anymore. I totally get why people do it, though. Um, it was a big part of my life for a long time. I just find this so hokey. I guess. I mean, it's my my issue with it. I find uh, it hokey when you get anybody that like. I mean, at least this was in Tel Aviv, but I mean, you know, when you got people in the United States or other countries, like, oh, we're gonna do this, and it's gonna make somebody in another country stop doing what they're doing. Let's go. We got this, guys. Like, that's not fucking working. Yo, even my dad, I um, you, like, you my think dad was Netanyahu's gonna be like, oh, they're burning down New York. I better stot bombing. Get the fuck out of here. They don't care. Yeah, even in uh, my dad was stuck in traffic on a busy Toronto highway because a truck, a few cars in front of him just stopped randomly, let out a bunch of people out of the back, and it was people with Palestinian flags, faces fully covered in like balaclavas and masks, running through the traffic on like a five-lane highway. So everyone is like stopped. It's causing chaos. It was later, ironically... I found the video on social media of what the people were doing because they actually made a video to show like this demonstration that they were doing. I wish that shit would happen by me. Because then I'd have an excuse to use the bear spray I have inside my car. You know, you know, like on the side door where like you have like a, you have a lot of cars like on the side door, they'll kind of give you like a little, like a little thing to put like a cup in there. 
Oh, yeah, my left-hand side door, I actually have spray. So, like, if I was to ever actually encounter this shit, I would literally just get out of the car and spray these motherfuckers in their face and go wherever I need to go. Just to end the story. You know? <laughs> At least that's what I would do. <laughs> but, uh... <clears throat> Sorry about it's that. Okay. It's okay. That guy is freaking out. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. Let me go grab him real quick. Okay, sounds good. And I'll, uh, I guess I'll take it from here. I'll try to. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to move on from this. I, I do think, I mean, whatever. It, it's nice that I think people do these things. It's just, uh, I don't understand really, like, you know, is it really going to make a difference? Is it going to actually accomplish anything? Um, I even find it interesting that, like, the, you know, the hostages were taken on 10 7, because, I mean, you get 17 out of that as well. So it's like, you know, it was. Could this stuff even be just like a cult symbolism and just stuff being played out? Who the fuck knows? But uh, on to the next one and perfect timing. Teresa's back already. Sorry about it's that. It's okay. It's all right. Oh, my God. He's out of control. Okay. Oh, it's, so, he loves people. So, I mean, of course. I, uh, exactly. It's a little chaotic here today. Sorry. So, um, yes, what was going on? Oh, yeah, this guy. <laughs> okay. So, Argentina got a new president. I'm assuming this is how you say his name, Javier Millet, who was described by the Washington Post as a far-right outsider and self-described anarcho-capitalist. Okay. <laughs> Which I just, I find this so funny because I'm pretty sure they described Trump as an outsider in the past, yet you can find Mr. Millet on the World Economic Forum website. <laughs> I'd seen posts, I don't know if they were doctored, but I saw posts on social media where saying that he was part of the, what are those, like Young Leaders, World Economic Forum, like Young Leaders Oh, uh, kind of like the shit that Elon Musk was in, right? Or I think yeah, uh, like, Schwami or whatever that other guy running for president too. Trudeau was in it. Um, they were all, all in it, you know, so yeah. anyways. One thing I, I do find interesting with this, if mm -hmm. you look into, I mean, it's it's almost like fact now, actually. And you can even find it in, like, documentaries that are put out by, like, you know, regular TV shit. And it's, like, almost, like, fact now that, that you know, Nazis went to, uh, they went to Argentina after the war. It's one of the hotspots that they went to. It was a sure. very big hotspot for them. And I just, again, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't buy into this separation of Nazis and Jews. I, I think you're getting a collective movie being played in front of you. And I think this is a, a, a good way to show it. You have somebody who's far right who would be considered, if you want to get get into Nazism, that would be considered far right. Mm -hmm. Waving a fucking hexagram flag. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So he was uh, quoted as saying, like, a bunch of things. There's pictures of him, like, holding up, uh, you know, a lot of Jewish paraphernalia, saying he wants to go to Israel and, like, study more. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> and, like, if Ben Shapiro's endorsing this guy, you got to have your antenna up about that like come on you know what i found was interesting I, w I was watching stuff on uh on hitler recently mm -hmm. and uh they were like showing like i guess like germany and stuff like during like when he started taking power now i could be wrong but like it wasn't it like after world war ii that they kind of came up with this flag israel uh yeah so i think it wasn't until the state of israel was created which was in 1948 they were showing like just the streets and you, you could see, you know, people holding up their signs and people doing their marches and stuff painted on buildings. And you literally see swastikas and hexagrams on the same fucking window. 
You see them really? together. Mm. As the Nazis are walking down their streets parading, you see hexagrams and swastikas together. What the fuck is up with that? That's interesting. Yeah. I think there is a symbol. I don't know if it's Hindu, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's turned uh, which around. Is the, it's turned around. the hexagram and the swastika together. Might be. But I do know, like, you know, the, the swastika. Supposedly does come from, you know. Yeah. One of those things, and it's spun around. I, again, I do think it has something to do with the, the opening or the closing of the eye, and that's why I think it's used. Mm. You know, you're going to be stuck staring at this shit. It certainly could be, yeah. Well, apparently, though, in regards to uh, Javier Millet, he has no real political party behind him. It's more like he's just this charismatic lone wolf figure. So, I mean, people who are worried about his far-right ways... Um, I mean, really, like, he's going to have to compromise on everything politically to get anything accomplished, most likely. So, I mean, I don't really I don't really see it as, like, a threat. It's more of, like, the ceremonial figure, like, ooh, look, the far right's winning or yeah. beast rising system. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just see him more as, like, a, a figure like Trump. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was something that, that Lisa had added, and I did, you know, I think it's very important to think about too. I'm surprised mm -hmm. I actually forgot about it because I tend to bring it up a lot. There are a lot of cities and villages in Argentina that were completely German, and they were German people there before World War II started. And like, you can actually find old schools there that literally have swastikas on top of them, like Nazis, and that ideology was there prior yeah. already. Oh yeah. So it's very interesting. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's funny, too, because I think Argentina had a lot of Italian immigrants as well. A lot of people immigrated there. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. The fascist ideology under Mussolini might have just, you know, transported itself to South America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, <laughs> oh, crazy Canada, this country. <laughs> I just can't get enough of uh, so apparently the Canadian Human Rights Commission claims that Christmas is rooted in <laughs> in its identity as a settler colonial state. Christmas is racist, people. Okay. Okay. The birthday of Jesus is racist. I just find it hilarious. Well, if we make Santa black, it's okay. <laughs> if we make Santa black, it's okay. Yeah. Or maybe in Canada oh, brown, we have to make, make him indigenous. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, give but, him a mohawk. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> right yeah so apparently uh christmas is evidence of canada's colonialist religious intolerance yeah, which is interesting uh apparently it also is discrimination against religious minorities in canada and is grounded in canada's history of colonialism according to a discussion paper on religious intolerance that was published last month by the canadian human rights commission uh, an, another example of this is statutory holidays. So apparently statutory holidays are discriminatory because if you get Christmas and Easter off, like Good Friday is a holiday here, um, Easter Sunday, but not Easter Monday is in schools, but not everywhere. But apparently this is discriminatory against non-Christians who have to request special accommodations to observe their holy days. 
Which I understand that. Like, I mean. Well, then maybe Hanukkah's racist because you get a whole fucking week off of that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Or you like, get a whole week for that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's I law mean, your mother, that... motherfuckers got Kwanzaa. What are you bitching about? But it's law that, you know, you you are entitled to take those days off if that's the religion you practice. Like, you're entitled to those holidays. No one is going to deny you those holidays. No one is going to say you have to work on whatever. I mean, if you, even when you, if go to sc- when you go to school, you get both of them off. If you're it's a kid, not- regardless if you're Jewish or Christian or Catholic, you're getting off for both holidays. Oh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's, there's things... Not so much for Hanukkah, but like there's, there's re, you know, at the beginning of the school year, as soon as you go to school, within a week or two, you're already off because of fucking Jew- Jewish holidays. At my, at my high school, you know what I'm saying? Like so it's because, like, what the hell are you bitching about here? Yeah, my high school is like that because we had uh, a lot of, you know, you're getting Russia, Russia, how are you, Russia, Hana off already? Like, Russia, Shana. Yeah, Russia, Shana, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's two weeks into school, you're already off because of that shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, listen, this is the thing though. Like, okay. It's obviously a form of, I guess, what do you call that? Affirmative action when you um, like help people who are minorities or whatever, but you help them like extra, right? It's sort of like that because you're getting the Christmas holidays off or whatever, the Christian holidays. Then you're getting your own additional holidays. I I don't get Kwanzaa off. Can I get Kwanzaa off? (laughs) Yeah. Can I get get, get off for Ramadan? Can I get off for Ramadan? Yeah, like, what the heck, dude? I don't get your holidays, but you get mine. What are we arguing about here? Also, you and my family, too, immigrated to this country. We chose to come here. So should we not just fall in line with the social and cultural norms of this country? Mm. If you guys have those days off, great. Well, I chose to come here. I'm also getting my own holidays off, right? I don't hear any Greek Orthodox people complaining that Christmas is this day and then their Christmas is a week or two later. Mm. <laughs> I don't hear anybody complaining about it. Right. I mean, it's maybe a little annoying because your holidays don't fall in line oh, with God. when everything is like closed and what. But I wish there was a difference between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like more of a gap. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So interesting but i just i found it funny that they go so far as to say like (laughs) it's rooted in its colonialist history i know anything to tarnish the birth of jesus i guess i mean does it come from uh i mean the idea of christmas i mean i don't know does it come from like over the pond the idea of christmas yeah like i mean i don't exactly know like where that really came from um, you know, was that like a United States thing? Was it a Europe thing? Was it a Canada thing? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, because if sure it does that. go back, does go back to Europe, you could actually start arguing, you know, colonizing. But I, I just, mean, I just don't if, see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> if we want to go all the way back, I guess Christmas is rooted in the Holy Land because that's where, you know, Jesus was born. So it's the Jews' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't for the fucking Jews, we wouldn't have Christmas. Right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but the tradition of it, I'm not sure. Like how, you know, well, I think probably the Catholic Church might have officially declared, you know, December 25th. I'm just assuming. I don't, honestly, I don't know. 
But uh, a lot of people argue that Jesus was actually born in September anyway, oh, yeah. September 11th. <laughs> There's an argument for that. So I don't know. I just think, you know, if you're coming to a country where that's how they do it, well, that's how they do it. And you can either go along and get along or leave. <laughs> Top Clown World Safari. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems every week in Canada, it's like the girl guides think that they don't participate in the Santa Claus parade because it's, you know, it's too religious. And now Christmas is colonialist. Apparently, it's also a sign of systemic faithism. I never heard that term before. Making up terms. Systemic faithism? <laughs> Faithism. Yeah. Systemic faithism. Holy crap. Yeah. Because Christmas is a statutory celebration. Bro, the movie theaters open on Christmas for the Jews. Okay. And other people who don't celebrate Christmas, go watch a movie and shut up. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. It's too much for me. Uh, silly, Sorry, guys. Silly, silly clown world. Right? Yeah. You want to go on to the next? Or? Yeah, right. let's do that. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this, this was wild. actually entertaining to watch. I hate to say it. But... I know. Did you watch this video? Parts of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I actually it saw wild. it on Instagram before I think you added the, before you actually sent the real link. Like, I saw the video mm. post on Instagram. Yes. So. Well, it's, uh, it seems to me a little bit of a continuation of, what's that girl, Tiffany, the... He's not yeah, real. Yeah, that motherfucker right there, he's not real. <laughs> right? It's almost like that, but I think this is even worse. So on November 16th, so 11-16, remember that number, a Frontier Airlines flight had a female passenger start screaming and acting irrational. She was out of control. So like I said, it happened on 11-16. Flight number 11-61. 11. Come on. We've got 1161 and 1116, both 911 backwards and upside down. Oh, shit. Uh, right? Yeah. Come on. That it was a weird. flight from Houston to Denver. What, I'm sorry. What was the, the flight number again? 1161. Okay. And it happened on 1116. That's interesting. So, yeah, it happened from Houston to Denver, which is two, like, super occult cities, in my opinion. Uh, staff tried to restrain her. She hit one of them and then started climbing over people's seats to try to get away. You're on a plane. Where are you going? Right. <laughs> She's just climbing, like, literally over people's heads. Like, like, <laughs> like people are like, what the heck? What I thought was Yo. actually the wildest thing about it too was like the the lady who like starts going on about like her being possessed. Yeah, it was like yeah, almost so, like a sermon. Like this, this yeah, lady so, had like the day that she had like people captivated and was going on for a little bit. She was, yeah. That one of the passengers, she got up and was like, "Guys, like this woman is not herself. She has a spirit. She's possessed. She needs help." And then she starts going off on like Jesus is the only way. If you don't have a relationship like with Christ, you're in trouble. This is a preview of like hell is breaking loose. See what's happening. Yeah, she went on and on and on. And I was like, well, I mean, in a way, I'm like, take some some balls to do that. I mean, oh. 
props. She's probably not wrong. <laughs> She's probably right. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with the lady because yeah, they don't yeah. really go into detail about it. They don't say what she was upset about. Um, apparently, another I saw another passenger in the video eventually come through and hug her. <laughs> what? I'm laughing at Looks like airplane comedy. Do you remember that movie Airplane? Yes, that movie Airplane. <laughs> and he goes, was she called Shirley? <laughs> oh, is that the character in the movie? Yeah, well, no, there's a time where, like, the, I think they say, like, Shirley, you couldn't have, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, my name's not Shirley. You know, oh, it's, 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 it's stupid gotcha, fucking gotcha, humor. Gotcha, okay. Stupid fucking That's humor classic, from those yes. movies, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a little kid, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, that is pretty funny. Um, yeah, so apparently they had to make an emergency stop landing. Uh, and that happened around 3 p.m., which I find interesting three. only because, so they say 3 a.m. is like, you know, the devil's hour, witching hour, right? 3 p.m., uh, to me, as like a Catholic person, 3 p.m. is the time that Jesus died, right? It's also the time that you're supposed to say this prayer called the divine mercy. So if you're going to say it, it's apparently more effective to say it at 3 p.m., Wow. And I was like, it's interesting that they would note that in the article to that time. But I just found the numbers so crazy. Flight 1161 and it happened on 1116. And I just saw the 911 like jump out at me right away. Yeah, that's, that's very weird. Yeah, backwards and upside down. Yeah. Inverted, right? Yes. Crazy stuff. Oh, where was the emergency? Sorry, not to put you on the spot. Yeah. P PK is, in, is asking. What is happening? My yeah, house right? I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, where the was emergency it? landing, yes. It was in Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. Dallas. Also, Texas is a hot spot right now, I think. Dallas, Cal the Cowboys with the star, the spur is their logo. And we had the flying spur in the first story. Come on. That's wild. Yeah. Uh. I mean, yeah, Texas is lit right now. Yeah. And I, like, I think, uh, you know, Lisa, cause she lives in Texas has pointed out that I think like you do get like the 33rd degree, like one of those lines I think goes through Texas or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just it. said Dallas is on the 33rd parallel. Thank you, um, Lisa. She's the best. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> so very weird. Very weird. Right. It is. Thank you, Lisa, for that. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I wonder if it's but, been like, I, I wonder like, uh, uh, you know, I should have looked at like the, the time between this and like Elon Musk going to Texas and seeing like a numerical difference seem to. Oh man, yeah. maybe. I wonder if like the number of like spiritual incidents has arisen since uh, Elon moved there. Yeah, who knows? High strangeness indeed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move That's on nice. to the next. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Russia's state news agency, take that for what it's worth, is called TASS. TASS says that Russia is planning to test the world's biggest intercontinental ballistic missile over the South Pole called the Satan II rocket. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sounds pretty See how it's crazy. Like black and white, too. We got like the checkered floor right there already. If that's what it actually looks like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if that's not CGI or AI showing us something. That CGI or that's a picture of another missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. Passing it off as this missile. Yeah, because if you look at the other one, it does look a little different, so who knows? 
Yeah. So apparently the full name of the missile is the Sarmat or the Satan II. Mm. Very appropriate names. Uh, it is reportedly going to be combat ready by December 2023. So very soon. I found the word Sarmat very strange. So I looked it up. Obviously, we know what Satan means. So no Yo. surprise. No surprise there. Real quick, I, I, sorry to interrupt Go. you. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta throw Sarmat into Gematria. It equals it. fucking rocket. Sorry, what did you say? It, it equals rocket. No. Yes. And Shaitan, Dogecoin, uh, Bitcoin, Hitler, but it does match rocket. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And trans. Um. <laughs> That's crazy. So when I looked up the word Sarmat, apparently it's the Kazakh word, like Kazakhstan, Kazakh word for Satan. And also in Persian origin, Sarmad, so similar S-A-R-M-A-D, means eternal, everlasting, or immortal. I was like, yo, what's a serious name to give your fucking death missile? I guess like appropriately named. <laughs> The size and power of the Satan II missile is 208 tons is what it weighs. It is capable of reaching speeds of 15,880 miles per hour. We got the 88 in there. You know, and it, you know, that's really interesting because it does, uh, you know, I do think a lot of like an 88 and like Nazism and like certain symbology, I do think is showing like fully the right pillar, which I do think starts getting into the beast without you know, destructive type of beast energy. And Sarmat in simple Dramatria does equal 72, and that would be the bottom and the ultimate top, the total bottom and the, the top of the right pillar, which in my opinion would be beast-like energy, which would come with fire and destruction. Right. Yeah. I also just find it super weird. They're saying they're going to fly this over the South Pole. I'm not even sure the South Pole exists. <laughs> so I'm like... Where are you guys flying this? I mean, I don't know. I can't say for sure, right? Uh, uh. Are you flying it into lands beyond lands, beyond Antarctica? You're sending it over to the alien lands? See you later, Satan 2. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You know what I, Apparently- find, you know what I <laughs> found interesting? And I don't know if this is real. I just happened to come across it again. It was on Instagram. So it's like you got to triple check that shit. But uh, I don't know if it's truthful, but if it is, I do find it interesting. And it's like, oh, is this a way to, like, win people over? Um, I saw a video that supposedly Putin and his his people using, I think, Google uh, something. They were using something that wasn't there, so it was, like, non-biased. And they were throwing uh, land, uh, moon landing videos into it. And the AI was saying that this cannot be real because of the lighting and certain things that this has to be fabricated. And he was like, I saw that. He's like, ooh. <laughs> and he, I think they even said, and this is from, you know, Google. It's not us saying this. Google's AI detection. And I was like, yo, is that real? <laughs> well, then it, I saw the video uh, that you're talking about. And in the, in the video, they said that the Chinese lunar footage did not come up as fake. But the American footage did. So I was like. Does that mean that China's programming the AI to make their stuff look legit and make America look bad? <laughs> Yo, Putin was like, I'm not even tossing India in there. We already know that shit's bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't need, I don't need Yo, that was Atari 2600 right there. <laughs> God, honestly. Honest to goodness. Um, is there anything I need to say more about Satan 2? Let me just see. Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard rumors of this going to be launched in the past. Uh, so apparently the last time it was tested was September. And then the time before that was on April 20th, 420. Hitler's birthday. Right? Hitler's birthday amongst other things. But yeah. yeah. Apparently Russia would like to have a fleet of 50 Sarmat missiles ready in their arsenal. ASAP. Unnerving, perhaps. But yeah. Satan too. <laughs> Coming soon to a theater near you. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, right. This I found oh, was interesting. And the funny thing is, is that this is like, I think the second time now that they have found these, like this really kind of popped up. I think if you were to like look into secret Chinese labs a year or two ago, they found one also. So I did find this very interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is really interesting. So um, this story is basically the Chinese lab in California being uh, exposed. So I found um, Kevin Kiley, who's a congressman from California. He had a post about it on Twitter. And I'm just going to read his tweet because it explains it perfectly. And like, I don't think I could say it any better. So I'll just read slash paraphrase. All right. So it says, following the discovery of a secret illegal Chinese biolab in California, I requested an investigation by the House. Yesterday, the Select Committee of the Chinese Communist Party released its highly disturbing report. The lab was run by an international fugitive from China named Jaibei Jesse Zhu. After running various state-connected companies in China, he moved to Canada, where he set up dozens of corporations to steal valuable American intellectual property and unlawfully transfer it to China. The Supreme Court of British Columbia found he committed fraud on an epic scale, resulting in, drumroll, $330 million judgment. Of course, that I get a 33 in wow. this week of Clown World somewhere. He then fled to America, assumed the alias David He, H-E, and set up several more companies, including the one behind the biolab. The lab was discovered nearly a year ago when the code inspector came upon a suspicious warehouse in Reedley, California. Inside, she found many Chinese nationals wearing white lab coats, glasses, masks, and latex gloves, along with thousands of vials of biological substances and 1,000 mice. It was later learned that these were transgenic mice genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus. A further inspection found blood, tissue, and other bodily fluid samples and serums, along with thousands of vials of suspected biological material. Some of the vials were labeled with the names of infectious agents, while others were labeled in a code that was never deciphered. At first, the CDC refused to investigate why Why you, you doesn't look suspicious at all that you refuse to investigate that. Mm. The CDC refused to investigate and even hung up on a local officials who asked for help. After the local congressman got involved, the CDC did an, an inspection and found at least 20 potentially infectious agents, including HIV, tubercula, tuberculosis, and the deadliest known form of malaria. Yet, the CDC did not bother to test any samples, even those with unknown contents, making it impossible for the select committee to fully assess the potential risks 
that this specific facility posed to the community. The select committee report calls this baffling. Later, local officials discovered a refrigerator in the lab called Ebola. That's not scary at all. While the supposed purpose of the lab was to sell test kits, in fact, all the company did was buy counterfeit kits from China and resell them in the United States. Thus, there was a lack of apparent legitimate motive in the operation of the illegal facility. This raises the question as to the true purpose of the lab, especially given that Jesse Zhu, the criminal operator, was receiving unexplained payments via wire wire transfer from Chinese banks. The reports further note that no one knows whether there are unknown biolabs because there is no one monitoring this currently. Disturbing. Mm. There was an update to this tweet on the 21st. So it says the international fugitive behind the secret Chinese biolab found in California, Mr. Jesse Zhu, has been arrested and charged in federal court. He received large unexplained payments from China while operating the lab. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, the congressman also tweeted a few questions following uh, his November 21st tweet. He said, why did the CDC ignore local officials reporting about the lab for months? Why didn't they test any samples from the thousands of files with unclear coded labels? How did they miss a freezer labeled Ebola? <laughs> How did this lab escape detection? How many more such operations could there be in California and across the country? What was the lab's true purpose? Selling medical kit doesn't require transgenic mice and dangerous pathogens, since Zhu's company was simply reselling counterfeits from China. That's some disturbing shit. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, like I'm almost positive. Like I, I don't think. This is like a repeat of them talking about something that happened like a year or two ago. Like, I know for a fact I've watched on the news. Like, this happened yeah. before in the past. Very yeah, rare. this has happened. And I think a lot of Chinese nationals like this, they get through through Canada. That's where they initially come. And I, God knows how many operations there are like this in Canada. Uh. Like, this is... Uh, this is wild. And of course, this story had to have the 33, 330 million or whatever it was, 33 million. That's wild. You know what I find interesting too, this is like totally off, but like, you know, talking about like the 33 and like numbers and stuff. Have mm-hmm. you paid attention to like whenever they give up hostages lately? Yeah. You know, they're told if you give up 10, you get a whole day of no more, you know, no bombs dropping. Oh, like ceasefire? Yes. So why are you giving up 17? That's not getting you two days. Is that a day and a half? (laughs) Is that in hospital? I think they've done that twice. They've given up 17 twice. Jeez. That's just very weird. Like, what's up with that? (laughs) You know, when you do the 20s, you get a full two days instead of the 17 and only getting a day for it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just very weird. This is hostage math. I don't know. Yeah. Why 17 exactly? Ugh. Anywho's, yes. Keep uh, keep your eye out for secret bio labs in your neighbor yeah. local neighborhood. Jeez, honestly, this is a funny, weird, wild story. Okay. Oh, and you know, not for nothing, I did want to add this, uh, and it's something that I've uh, I've noticed them talk about in New York, and I was like, well, it makes sense, um, because they're all over the place. 
mm-hmm. especially in Queens. But a lot, they are saying, like, believe it or not, a lot of Chinese people are coming in through the Mexican border. I heard that recently. They're yes. using the same way to get into the United States. Well, and I remember joking about that with an Australian friend of mine, because when, you know, when COVID lockdowns were really tight and things were not pleasant here and in Australia, we were joking about that, that we should get get ourselves to Mexico and then just run across the border like everybody else. (laughs) Uh. America. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's uh, interesting about the Chinese thing. All right. So, next story in Clown World this week. This is pretty weird. And this, again, is going to depend on your definition of what Antarctica actually is. Do you believe it's a continent at the bottom of a ball? Do you believe it's a ring of ice around the world? Like, I don't know. Okay, so this is the official story that was published. An ancient lost world was found under the Antarctic ice. We got this from an article published by the Weather Network on November 20th. Apparently, using satellite observation and ice-penetrating radar, scientists are now getting a glimpse into Antarctica's lost world of rivers and forests. Researchers said last Tuesday that they have detected a vast ancient landscape buried under the continent's ice sheet, complete with valleys and ridges from before glaciation. Apparently, this landscape is located in East Antarctica's Wilkes Land region, which borders the Indian Ocean and covers an area roughly the size of Belgium or like as big as the state of Maryland. Pretty big. Researchers said that the landscape appears to date at least 14 million years old or could be as much as 34 million years old. How you know that? Um, The ice above the landscape is 2.2 to 3 kilometers thick, which is like 1.4 to 1.9 miles for all you imperial weirdos out there, (laughs) making it hard to know exactly what it would have looked like. But apparently this land under the ice is even less known than the surface of Mars. (laughs) So apparently we know more about the surface of Mars than we know about this icy frozen landscape underneath the antarctic ice how again i don't know they hope to drill through the ice and obtain samples of sediment deposits soon and i was like (laughs) yeah exactly all the admiral bird jokes come to mind like is this are they finding middle earth is this like agartha like what is going on does this prove hollow earth? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting when you start looking at like older maps and start mm-hmm. like seeing like bodies of land that like just seem to disappear. I don't know. Yeah. Just, it is interesting to me. Like, I'm, I'm just interested, like, will this ever come to anything? Or will just this little blip and we'll never hear anything else about it again? Yeah. And again, like with the, like with the Satan 2 story. What even is Antarctica? Like, I'm not even convinced that, like, they're finding it, like, where they say they're finding it. Right? I'm not sure. I mean, there's been things that they've, you know, I've come across where people are now trying to say that, like, there's actually, like, areas over there that don't have snow and ice. Like, there is actually land, too. I don't know. 
Mm. I don't know how the fuck they Interesting. know. Interesting. Um, all right. Moving on. I just thought it was interesting because it kind of like makes my Middle Earth imagination like radar go off, right? Mm. Okay. So I just hid my notes by accident. <laughs> Here we go. The satanic abortion clinic. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. So the satanic temple has set up an abortion ritual telehealth line. Okay. I love how they call it an abortion ritual because that's exactly what it is. So this article is actually from Cosmopolitan Magazine, of all places. You know, the beacon of women's rights <laughs> that it is. Um, so at first glance, the Satanic Temple has named their telehealth venture after Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito Jr.'s mom. Okay. Which is super weird and very random. Mm. Uh, and the reason why they did that, basically to summarize the article, is because Justice Alito, who served on the Supreme Court, has this controversial opinion. So in this case um, called Plant Parenthood versus Casey, uh, it was overturned that one part of the law reg- regulating abortion, mandating that married women would first need to inform their husbands if they sought an abortion. So that was overturned in that case. But Judge Alito said that the law should remain, that married women should have to tell their husbands before seeking an abortion. So I guess the Satanic Temple doesn't like that opinion. And to be really huge trollers, they decided to name their telehealth line after his mom. Just as like a messed up insult, right? Oh my god, this dog today! <laughs> and I'm literally like getting a phone call from my kid's school. There's like five people texting me at the same time. It's a good thing my brain is full of ADHD and I can like yeah, do you bounce a lot back of and forth all over. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, does everyone need something during my live podcast? Anywho's, but uh, yeah, that's probably why. They named it after his mom. I mean, I feel like that's super shady. I'm like, I mean, maybe it's a good PR move in a way because it'll get attention. It's very curious. But is that even legal? Like, can you do that? Want to hear something weird? Go. I just had to do it. And it's because I have like Demetrius side open. Go. Samuel Alito, if you just Uh-oh. put that in. Equals, yeah. equals April 1st. Oh, yes. Uh, something about April Fool's came up about him. Rose, whatever, Alito, gave birth on April Fool's Day, 1950. That would be April 1st. Yes, that's right. That is yes, weird. I'm sorry. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. I mean, apparently this is, it's a legitimate medical entity. Um. Just that they also happen to be Satanists. And of course, you know, the Satanic Temple claims that they're not religious, that Satan is like a mascot for them, you know, all this blah, blah, blah. Yeah, friggin' right. (laughs) I just thought it was, it was wild, you know. And the Satanic Temple is in the news like quite a bit this week for that. 
And then I don't think we have a slide for it, but I'll just mention it like real quick. Um, in Wisconsin, there was a Christmas parade where the Satanic Temple had a Christmas tree on display in the Christmas parade. And like the Republican representative there, Mike Gallagher, is like outraged. He's like, that would be like having, you know, Hamas in like a synagogue thing. Yeah. In like a Jewish like yeah. ceremony. Like it's offensive. Highly. But if you offend Christians, it doesn't matter, you see. You can offend Christians all you want. Yeah. It's the yeah. other groups that you can't offend. <laughs> now. Oh, God. I, I had to do it again. I'm sorry. Go. If you take Rose Fredusco Alito mm -hmm. and you throw that into Gematrix again and you go down to uh, fuck or, uh, if you go down to uh, simple in English Gematria yep. that name translates to it's April Fool's Day. Stop. So the son's name equals April 1st. And the mother's name equals it's April Fool's Day. Guys. What the fuck is going on? Whew. This is weird. This is weird. That is bugged out. I'm sorry. Do we live in a simulation or what? We live in a world where people understand the numerical value of fucking letters. And we don't. Right? <laughs> God. Yeah, but like. You, she surely didn't name her son for that reason. I mean, how do you know? If you're you an think? occultist, if someone's an occultist, yeah, you're gonna turn you. Fuck yeah, you are. You're gonna you're gonna call your name and you child's name. I would think so. I guess. I mean, yeah, you might check all that, but you think she was an occultist? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? At this point, could be anybody. Or know? or they're like using these because of the you know who knows you know the names you know fit something. Yeah, that could be, right? Um, well, that is very interesting. Thank you for, for that little fun tidbit of info. Um, yeah, back to the Satan, satanic Christmas tree <laughs> in the Christmas parade in Wisconsin. So they had uh, ornaments saying on it, Hail Santa, of course, instead of Hail Satan. I saw, I think it was Bebe in the chat saying, you know, Santa equals Satan. I know that's a whole wild conspiratorial rabbit hole if people want to dive, dive into Santa Claus and Christmas and potentially satanic origins of that. The Christmas tree was also covered in blood red lights to resemble demonic eyes with a snake-like figure at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, it's satirizing religion. It's blasphemous against the birth of Jesus. I mean, it's not very nice. Let's put it that way. And I think if we would see it against another group, it would be more offensive to more people. More people would be like getting on their social war justice warrior high horse and being like, this is ridiculous. But it was weird because I don't know if anyone remembers, just in 2021, Wisconsin had another odd thing happen at a Christmas parade. That's when that van drove into a bunch of people. I think the town you say, Waukesha? Uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. So it's a different town. But I think like several people died and like a lot of people were injured. And that was like a one of those van attacks, which mm. we've had in Toronto, also had a van attack, but not during Christmas. 
Um, yeah, that guy, Daryl E. Brooks Jr., he drove an SUV through the annual Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, killing six people and injuring 62 others. And I think he was recently, oh no, last year was charged with a life sentence. Yeah. So what's up with Wisconsin? Mm. Crazy, right? Getting crazy out there. Satanic temple everywhere. Who knows? Maybe he was part of the temple. I don't know. Never know. Uh, All right. On to the next one. Oh, geez. Okay. This is something you probably won't be able to find very easily online. I don't remember how, I think I found this one, um, through an independent medical journalist's blog or like her, I think it's like her sub stack or something. So her name is Marianne Demazi. She reported this on November 21st that the FDA is shutting down inquiries about DNA contamination in the COVID vaccine. So apparently, you know, they don't want anybody investigating this anymore, even though it's very obvious. So after months of inquiries, the FDA says it will not provide any further comment on DNA contamination in the COVID jabs. Put simply, they acknowledge the possibility that fragments of DNA left over from the manufacturing process can be incorporated into a patient's own DNA to potentially cause cancer. Because I think we're seeing that a lot. Um, I know in like just my own anecdotal personal life, I know a lot of people coming down with what you'd call turbo cancers. I've heard of oh. multiple people, like one or two degrees removed from me, like either getting cancer or dying uh, at a very fast rate and young people. So apparently the FDA and World Health Organization guidelines for the amount of residual DNA in a single dose of a traditional vaccine should not exceed 10 NG. I'm thinking this probably means nanograms. Lisa, you probably know. Yeah, yeah, right. Let us know what that means. (laughs) Thank you. Which is basically one billionth of a gram. So it's a minuscule amount. This is the limit used for traditional vaccines, like I said, and is unlikely to be relevant to the mRNA vaccines whose lipid nanoparticles can penetrate inside of cells to deliver mRNA efficiently. But uh, a company analyzed batches of the monovalent and bivalent mRNA vaccines here in Canada, and the authors found that the presence of billions to hundreds of billions of DNA molecules per dose are in these vaccines. So it way exceeds the limit. Yeah. Way. Like it's mind-boggling, it mind-bogglingly exceeds the limit. Also, apparently the Pfizer product had the highest level of DNA fragments in the vaccines. And the higher the rate of DNA fragments, the more serious adverse events people experienced. You know, it's funny. I find like, even like when it came to people that I know, that Mm -hmm. they get jabbed, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they mind fucked themselves. I'm like, oh, I just, I got the P Pfizer one. That's going to be the better one. (laughs) P Pfizer. You know, they'll they'll be the one that's like less dangerous. They thought, you know. So just like, you know, was it was it was it really? You know, you're just talking about now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they think it's the most reputable uh, pharmaceutical brand, I guess. So that's the one that they opted for, thinking it was safest. Meanwhile, 
ironically, probably the worst. Small price to pay for a free hamburger. Or is it free fries? Free fries, baby. Oh, I don't know. It might have been Jeez. the... I Get it right. <laughs> I think, but I do think De Blasio was eating a burger and fries, so I don't, I don't know. Oh, which maybe one it was. okay, yeah, maybe yeah. that's where it came from. Yeah. Look, or free Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it's just your life. No and, then, and then they tried no to pander to black people and offered up NBA tickets. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Fuck. Anyways, that is the just <laughs> fucking Texas. donuts in Texas. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, it was <sighs> something everywhere. Damn. Jeez. That's how they got the cops to take it. Yeah. Oh, and of course. <laughs> good one. Of course, the this testing was not done prior to the rollout. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Amit? What's going on? All right. Thanks, guys, for joining in the chat today. I love seeing you there. Yeah. Okay. On the COVID train... There's a similar story. All right. Respiratory outbreak in China. Surprise. Where else would it be? Right. So apparently Beijing hospitals have been overwhelmed with a post-COVID surge in respiratory illnesses, particularly among children. They're like, I can't breathe with this fucking mask on my face. No shit, eh? <laughs> ah. That's weird how that happens. Yo, these motherfuckers get popped out and fucking flushing with a fucking mask on their face. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Yeah, it is. It's actually oh, horrible. It's a, the, 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 the trauma, the trauma that's been done to these people, is horrible. Yo, for real. Yeah. So apparently, Chinese authorities earlier in November have blamed the increase in respiratory diseases on the lifting of COVID nineteen lockdown restrictions. I'm sure that's the reason why. Other countries, of course, have also seen a jump in respiratory diseases such as RSV when pandemic restrictions ended. According to eternal accounts in China, the outbreaks have swamped some hospitals in northern China, including Beijing, and health authorities have asked the public to take children with less severe symptoms to clinics and other facilities and avoid the hospital. Uh, the WHO itself, World Health Organization, has said there's little to no information at the moment to properly assess the risk of these reported cases of respiratory illness in children. Both Chinese authorities and the WHO have, of course, been accused of a lack of transparency in transparency in their initial reports regarding the COVID pandemic and probably this too. <laughs> but yeah, this instance currently seems to be disproportionately affecting kids. Now, of course, there's no data on are these kids vaccinated or not? Mm. Are they, have they been masked for three years or not? Do they live in a highly polluted city or not? Um, I mean, I just know from my own kids' school, there's a lot of kids who get sick frequently who were going to school masked who are vaccinated. That's just anecdotal. No coincidence, right? I mean, I'm sure it's just random. No, I don't know. But uh, yeah. That's the uh, post-COVID outfall in China. Some of the images do look very alarming when you see, like, you know, this hospital waiting room full of parents and kids. I mean, it's obviously, like, I guess similar to the images we saw at the beginning of the pandemic. 
before um, people just like you know falling over so i was like are they gonna run with this as like a new pandemic or yeah, yeah right it's just just that. like an actual thing that's happening I mean, they'll start showing videos of people falling again falling in the streets well especially when it comes to kids i think people would be more scared oh yeah you can get to save the children hashtag save the children people up running on this one forget about the gas and children Save your own children from the damage you did to them. My, my digress. <laughs> you know what? And like, not for nothing. Again, I'm like, I'm just going to bring it up. Like, yeah. just from what I've experienced in New York, you have people from other countries that just walk around with masks and umbrellas all the time because of the way they've been programmed to think that they have to be from where they came from. Hmm. So, I mean, you're going to, I don't know. They're going to have masks on anyway and looking like they're afraid. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like... No, I get it. We have people like that here in in Toronto also. You know, certain certain neighborhoods are more Asian than others. And they do tend to, yeah, wear masks even pre-pandemic. That's what I was getting at. I mean, like, I know I had mentioned, like, when I had first moved to Queens a while ago, I remember... Even texting my wife after like a day or two of like being in the area on my own and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what's up with fucking people on these fucking yeah, doctor masks? Yeah, I yeah. said, I was like, yo, what's up with doctor masks and people wearing them? And she's like, oh, yeah, those are the Asians that are afraid to breathe the air. They probably have umbrellas, too. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the sunlight's going to kill you, too. Well, I guess, you know, where if they live in a highly pol- or lived in a highly polluted but again, See? are you they being told that? You know, you gotta I mean, put masks on. There's too much pollution here. Well, not here, but if they're no, used no. To it. What I was, I'm saying, like over there, like you know, the, yeah. the excuses they use is because of pollution. And but are you being lied to just to wear that shit? Maybe, yeah, could be, yeah. Even to just like psychologically like inform compliance. Yes, you know, because they want a more subservient society. Then they have all their, you know. Uh, what's it called? Social credit system there. They have the WeChat app, which uh, controls everything. I don't know. Mm. Crazy. But yeah, hopefully, you know, those kids are okay, but it's probably a natural consequence of what's been going on the last few years. That'd be horrible. Yes, it would be. I can't imagine as a parent. All right. I think this is our last story coming up. We've been doing yes. good for time today. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did actually, uh, we had probably about three or four slides less than usual, so. Yeah. All right. So, haha. <laughs> okay. You guys all remember Mr. Derek Chauvin from the George Floyd case, the officer who infamously had his knee on Mr. Floyd uh, in the, you know, very famous footage now. With his Derek hand in Chauvin. his pocket the whole time doing it. What? With his hand in his pocket. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Derek Chauvin has been stabbed in prison. Crazy. So apparently he's in stable condition, but he was stabbed on last Friday, which was November 24th in Minnesota. Whatever prison he's in, I don't know. Uh, He was seriously injured by another inmate. Did you know that Mr. Chauvin, according to this article, is 47 years old? 47 degrees of the Masonic compass. Still the right color, which Gray would go with. Yeah, and it happened 42 months after George Floyd's death. 
42 judges. Dill two would be Janus, which would be gray. And that does uh, Janus, a symbol for Janus could be a straight line or a cross, which in my opinion does kind of look like a knife. Oh, interesting. Which is why I think Freddy Krueger has blades and why uh, Jason and Michael Myers use blades. Not getting into oh. all that, but I do think that they're, they're, all those movies are beast symbolism. Look at you. Little smarty occultist over there. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, this is weird. I mean, I was hoping for some like more obvious number when I did like the time between dates. I was hoping for like some big, like, woo, like obvious number. But I mean, 47 and 42 is still interesting. Um, there are opinions, of course, that his trial was unfair. And Chauvin was sentenced to 22 years in prison. Got another Masonic number there, 22. Yes. He was given a further 20-year sentence in July 2022 for violating George Floyd's civil rights, apparently. Now, the timing of this stabbing is very interesting because I believe there was a documentary just released. I don't know exactly where it's released or if it's just like online floating around, um, you know, disproving uh, Mr. Chauvin's fault in George Floyd's death. And yeah, it apparently paints George Floyd in a not very nice light. There was even something I think recently came out even saying about like his health itself, I think minus the drugs. They said that like his way of death, like if, if it wasn't shown on the TV so much, they would have just deemed the dude like actually died from his health. Yeah, something with like a respiratory issue or like... I think he might have had some clogged shit or something to do with his heart too. I've totally forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in a stressful situation like that, you know, probably not good for the heart, obviously. And I think I supposedly mean, he had COVID too. Oh, yeah? Did he test positive on the autopsy? I forgot, oh, but supposedly this guy had so many issues with him. It's just, it's very weird. You know what I find interesting? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear about it. Do you remember when he got sentenced? He, he did say something about like wait till the other officers get charged. He he did make like a statement that like when other people got charged, some real crazy shit's gonna actually come out. Like he did make a statement Ooh. that like you know Chauvin said that. Yes, at the end of his thing, just wait until like he he did kind of, in my opinion. I think he was saying, like, you know, you might actually find out some real crazy shit once this case goes farther. With other people. Maybe he was hoping that one of them would crack about, you know, some backdoor shady stuff. I don't know, but I know. Like, if they were, like, put up to it or, like, that's interesting. I mean, not to, like, go on a bit of a tangent, but the George Floyd incident for me, back when it happened in 2020... I saw a breakdown by this guy who used to be, I think he used to be on YouTube, but he's not anymore. Um, that guy, uh, the black boy, Pharaoh, he used to call himself Pharaoh something. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you probably know who I'm talking about. Sorry, guys, the name escapes me. But because yesterday we went live with JJ Vance about that cult, the Nuwabian Nation, yes. right? And how a lot of the... Um, thinking behind what went into like their beliefs was conspiratorial. It was very like black supremacy, taking like Egyptian mythos, oh, UFO right? stuff, all UFOs, yeah. like creating all... that guy who broke down the George Floyd incident and opened my eyes to a lot of things. Like honestly, it was an amazing breakdown. He was like 
probably could have been in Dwight York's cult. <laughs> like that's the shit he believes. Now looking back, I'm like, oh, that makes sense, right? But yeah. I'm like, damn, very interesting. It was really like a full circle moment. And now we're talking about you know Mr. Chauvin, but obviously, regardless of what happened to uh, Mr. Chauvin in jail, I mean, the George Floyd incident obviously was used in a false flag way to ignite the country into like purely being divided over race. That's why, I mean, honestly, even like I, what really questions me about that situation. And again, you know, I I think I've mentioned it before. Like when this happened, the OTO sent out like a thing and like they had like on a zoom meeting, like about like how we feel about this. My opinion I do think there was data collection going on within that secret society. And I think that whole that whole meeting was just to get to see how people's reactions are. Did see this is and this is like another reason why I'm thinking this. And I don't know if I've ever really come out and talked about it. And it is actually very important. And was one of the reasons why I was even like something's wrong with this place and why I left. When I did get to the second degree at that point, you are uh, uh, eligible to uh, take this kind of, I think it's last C year, uh, you you can start, basically, you will be contacted by Sabazius, who is like kind of like the head thing, and once a week you will Skype with him and you will talk about, you know, how is it going at the lodge, like, what's the mood, what's the idea, how's things going, what's the feeling? You are collecting fucking data. Yeah. You go, why do I need to talk to Sabazius every fucking week? Yeah. They did the Gnostic Mass last Friday, dude. The same shit. What is there to tell you, guy? You're collecting so fucking info, man. It's almost like um in the Mormon church when they make you like go talk to the bishop or something. What's it's there like, to tell you about like, every week at the OTO? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of fucking weirdos showed up. We did the Gnostic Mass. We had some fucking wine and they went home. You want to know what the fuck's going on in motherfuckers' heads. Yeah. Tell me all your secrets. It's okay. You can tell me. They, I'm telling you, there is a huge, my opinion, huge data collection in a PSYOP amongst inside that order. I really do believe it. I wonder if maybe if they had, you know, scouted certain people for certain markers psychologically, they would have, like, advanced them in the OTO or, like, used them for something, some some purpose, you know? Because I remember, like, when that when that option came up, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this just to look good. So because, like, the more you stay there, they're going to expect you to start doing things. And I really didn't want to start getting into, like, more responsibilities. That You know what I'm saying? It's not really It's like, jam, oh, I do the it? Gnostic Mass, I'm a, you know, every once in a while. That's, that's my participation. And I was uh, like, oh, this might sound a little interesting. I can, you know, meet this guy who's, like, head up. And then when I found out it was every week, I was like, what the fuck is there to talk about to this dude every week? So I was like, weird. I could see once a month, but like this guy, you got to let this guy know like what's going on and like how people are feeling and like the, the vibe every fucking week. You're looking for something, man, man. That's yeah. my opinion. You're looking for something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could leave it as like, if anyone wants to talk about it, you can always come, come talk to me. You know, it was a weird time, you know, lockdowns, blah, blah, blah. It was a weird time for a lot of people. So it's like, leave the door open, but don't be like. Every week you can come. Yeah, but you know the crazy <laughs> thing is that is every lodge does this. Oh, 
Every wow. lodge does this. All of them do this. I had somebody that was in another lodge that was going to talk to him and refer me to him for when our position ended in our lodge. This is going on in all of them. There is fucking data collection. I'm telling you right now. Has to be. Yeah. Would not surprise me. Very weird. I'm sorry I totally rambled off on this situation, but it was this situation that really started me like thinking like, yeah. yo, you it guys, a, like, you guys are just trying to read marker. the room. You see, you're trying to read the room and you're seeing who the fuck's fucked up over this shit. And it you're going to keep big, pushing it. Big marker in the, in the last few years. Cause I remember even, even how you and I started podcasting together. Um, one of the first times I was on your show was to just talk about like weird experiences that I had had. And I had a really strange thing happen to me in the beginning of COVID times. And then the next one happened right around George Floyd's death. So I feel like it would always happen to me when there was like markers in the timeline of what was going on. And the last time it happened was right before the Ukraine war happened. So. Oh, young Pharaoh. Someone's a ghoul. ghoul That's it. Yes. I thought that's who it was too, but I was like, yo, is that like a rapper? I'm getting confused. (laughs) No, that's who it was. I had said in the chat, I'm like Pharaoh at 10 or something. What he used to call himself. Young Pharaoh. Yes. Thank you. That popped into my head. I'm like, wait, no, I think that's a rapper. (laughs) Riza Islam is another one. Yes. I used to follow him also. I was in a group chat in 2020 with like, all these like new agey people and like i i was like i think this is too much for me even like i'm open to shit but like damn guys like i can't with this yeah but it totally reminds me of exactly what we were talking about last night with jj that whole like egyptian mythos black spirituality black supremacy is very interesting and i'd actually like to explore that for next for the part two Yes. How that affects, like, you know, the conspiracy space today. So, yeah. Anyways, so we got for Clown World this week. Yes. Sorry about the dog again. Oh, it wasn't bad. <laughs> they only had to He's... hear me for like 10 seconds. You were fine. <laughs> I'm sure they love that. No oh, worries. I was like, oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're like, shit, I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, Let's I'll just look at the notes. <laughs> Should have put up like an intermission. Right? Yeah. Little, little like interim music. I should have yeah. just put it in this crate initially. Yeah, I, next right. time I'll do that. But thank you so much for co hosting with me. Of course. I had a blast, blast as Always usual. Do. Thank you to everyone who was in the chat. I think we have like 23. Yeah, we got there now. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so we appreciate fun. everybody's comments for real. You know? Yes. Interesting, interesting stuff in the chats. Like I say on my show, which I will say for this show, I do highly suggest to check the live chat actual comments because you will find plenty of information in there from the absolutely listeners. and i love it i love it such a a well-informed audience especially uh, lapis so. today lapis was on fire a fire in there yes Jeez. and yeah. lisa, lisa too lisa oh. always coming in clutch yeah yeah smartest girl i know we got pk we got baby <laughs> with his uh his, you know his jokes and stuff always love that as well i know so thank so you all fun. Yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, always check out our links for other stuff going on, social media. Please feel free to, like, reach out with comments or concerns, anything like that. And if you need a tinfoil hat, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thanks, guys, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Later.